Welcome back to CE University, where we talk about imaging trends, continuing education, and everything healthcare. My name is Cecilia, and I'm here with my co-host, Kay. Hello, and thank you for tuning in today. We're going to be talking about MRI safety. We also have a guest joining us, Brandy Willis. Brandy is a Diagnostic Research Imaging Supervisor in the Department of Imaging Physics at the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center. She has been in this role since 2006, and prior to that, she was an MRI technologist in Washington State for six years. Hi, everyone. I've been in imaging radiology. I started x-ray 25 years ago, worked myself into MRI, and now a supervisor position. I'm in a unique position at MD Anderson because I have a team of seven technologists. MD Anderson has 450 technologists, but my team is seven and we do all the research for the institution. So we do MRI, CT, PET CT, PET MR, and a little bit of ultrasound, not too much. So like we said before, we will be going over MRI safety. There has been a rise in MRI safety accidents since the past decade, and we think it's an important topic to cover. My passion, obviously, is in an MRI, and I really think that even if you're not an MRI technologist, if you're in the area or in a hospital or in a um, clinic that may have an MRI device it's, or a unit, it's uh, very important to know your surroundings and what's going on in there. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and giving us more insight on MRI safety. Before we dive into MRI safety, you mentioned you had something you wanted to say first. I cannot stress enough that even when the computer shut down at night and no technologists around, that magnetic field is still on. The scanner is still pumping away. There's cryogens in there that are keeping everything cold and the electron, not the electronics, everything is still going strong. Now, we know that MRI departments use zones in order to limit the risk. Can you elaborate on the concept of zones and their significance in ensuring a safe environment for both patients and healthcare professionals? The American Journal of Radiology and the ACR got together and they decided that there's going to be four zones within an MRI environment. Um, zone one uh, consists of all areas freely accessible to the general public. Uh, the zones includes an entrance from the MRI facility uh, and the magnet poses no hazardous limits into this area. Zone two is uh, acts as a buffer zone between one and three. Uh, here the patients are under general supervision of MRI personnel, could be just uh, your reception staff who is knowledgeable of the different zones. And normally these areas are also safe from the powerful at magnet and zone two may include the reception area, dressing room and an interview room before you actually bring the patient into zone three. Uh, access to zone three should be restricted uh, by some sort of a physical barrier. We have at MD Anderson, our doors are locked and we have badge access to be able to go from one area to the other. Uh, people who um, have not trained in MRI safety on an annual basis or been screened will not have free access to the zones. Uh, so usually it's only approved MRI personnel and patients that have undergone a medical questionnaire have been interviewed and are allowed into the zone three area. The MRI control room and or the computer are where the technologist sits, that's zone three. 
Zone four is uh, strictly the area within the walls where the MRI unit is placed. Sometimes it's called the magnet room or the scanner room. Access to the MR scanner room should only be available uh, to people passing from uh, zone three. And zone four is sometimes considered to be inside of zone three because we do not have direct entrance to under unrestricted areas. Um, so in one of our facilities, just because of fire hazards, the doors, they didn't want us to lock them. So we have to immediately screen everyone who would normally be put into zone two because of the unlocked doors. It's really a zone three access. And then um, collectively referred to as the MRI suite would be zone three and four collaboratively together. How strong are the MRI magnets? The MRI scanner is a very large, powerful magnet. I'm sure you're all very aware of that. MRI suites hold unique dangers for patients and staff. Uh, today's high field strength magnets can go, um, low field would be 0 0.3, 0 0.5 Tesla. High fields now, the common one everyone is using is a 3T or a 1.5, but a lot of facilities actually have a 7T scanner. One here in the U.S., and I believe it's in Wisconsin, has a 9T. Very strong magnets. Um, so for our main clinical scanners, you can think of the magnetic strength about 60,000 times the strengths of the Earth's pull. So what's keeping you here on the ground is gravity. What are some potential hazards and risks that are commonly associated with MRIs? Uh, while exposure to the magnetic energies has shown uh, no harmful biological effects, unlike modalities rely on ionizing radiation, such as CT or conventional x-ray. Uh, there are still many accidents and incidences that could happen within the MRI environment that jeopardize the safety of patients and personnel in that area. Um, a three Tesla is uh, equal to 30 Gauss, and the Earth's magnetic field is 0.5. Um, Iron-containing materials such as steel can be uh, drawn into the magnet in such force that they become airborne and accelerating at speeds up to 40 miles per hour. A little bit about the magnetic strength here. It, uh, each of the magnetic fields used in MRI can be a source of a safety concern. So inside the MRI suite itself is an invisible boundary defined by magnetic fields and gauss lines. A lot of areas you'll notice when you walk into an MRI suite They'll have different colorations on their floor. And usually that latter, uh, the most outer band is their five gauss line. It's kind of like the last part where you don't want to bring anything past that line or it could be attracted to the magnet. Uh, the five gauss line is the point at which the magnetic field begins to affect electromagnetic devices. Things like pacemakers are very important to watch out for. Because the magnetic field extends in all directions, the five gauss line can also extend to areas outside the MRI suite, including other floors if the magnetic field is large enough. Magnetic fields cannot be seen or felt. So this five gauss line is sometimes marked on floors and walls for safety. And marking the five gauss line in particular is particularly important as it extends beyond the walls of the MRI scanner. Um, there's another area that we have that walks down the hallway. We've got signage in that hallway because there's actually a band that comes out there. Um, we had one person walk closely up against the wall and actually erase their credit card. So. 
lots of things to think about in MR. Uh, but remember the most of the clinical scanners, like I said, are 1.5T or 3T. And at the center of the 3T uh, Tesla, you're looking at about 60,000 times the Earth's pull. What measures should be taken to reduce MRI accidents? Everything can be avoidable if we just properly screen our patients, make sure that they have no metal on them. We make patients changed into scrubs no matter what exam they're having when we have an MRI. And make sure people, just because they work in the facility, that they've got everything out of their pockets well, as well. Can you share any memorable cases or incidents related to MRI safety and the lessons learned from those experiences? So... A couple of years ago, I think this was in 2001, a young boy was anesthetized while receiving an MRI up in uh, New York. Uh, at some point during the scan, uh, there was a medical emergency and he required, required some supplemental oxygen. Um, a nurse who was not familiar with the area went to the cart, grabbed that O2 tank that the patient came down on and brought it inside the room. Um, thought they were going to be perfectly fine. Unfortunately, this facility didn't have any O2 walls, uh, O2 in the walls like most facilities or hospitals do, so they relied on takes for when they needed to give oxygen. Um, unfortunately, the, uh, with the O2 tank going severely into the area, it did crush the uh, child's skull. Uh, there are several factors that contributed to this. Uh, the poor planning, improper suite design and construction, failed maintenance, lack of training on safety procedures for all the staff, uh, improper material screening for things that are entering into zone three or to zone four. So in addition to projectiles, patients can also get burned, right? How can technologists prevent those injuries to patients? So be vigilant in positioning and monitoring your patient during MRI scans. Uh, you want to be careful not to create loops or wires or with the patient's body, uh, such as crossing the legs or intertwining their fingers and hands, because when you do that, that creates a loop. And if there's any RF transference, it could cause a burn or a shock. Uh, the FDA is a warning of the possibilities of burns for some type of medical patches. So if people have a... Um, nitro patch or a pain patch on. Some of those have a metal backing, looks like aluminum. Those can actually transfer that heat to and burn them. So if we have those patients, we'll take them off with the medical um, physician saying that it's okay, and then we'll just wipe that area, and then they'll put a new one on when we're done with the MRI. Um, the FDA has received uh, three reports of skin burns in the last year because of medical patches, and they're taking uh, steps to reach point to warn the public more than what they used to. Um, some cases, patients have experienced burns while undergoing the MRI due to that medical metal compound. And the majority of the patches have warnings on their labels, but you know, not everyone reads those warnings. And it's uh, estimated that there are currently 60 different medication patches right now being used in the U.S. That includes uh, nicotine patches to quit smoking. And the FDA is reviewing all the labels and the patches and they're making um, these manufacturers actually put an MRI safe or not safe warning label on them now. I didn't know medical patches could cause burns. Is there anything else that could cause a burn? 
tattoos can hinder an MRI. Not so much all the new ones, but older tattoos, I'll say the 60s and below, especially the ones that had the red ink in them, had uh, an iron compound. So we always ask, especially for some of our older patients, when was the tattoo and is there any red coloring? So we'll know. Um, there's no FDA standard for tattoo inks or anything like that. Maybe a little bit tricky. Um, but since iron can conduct electricity, it's real important um, that we know if it's that red so we can warn the patient if they start to feel any burning or anything, they'll give that squeeze ball a squeeze and we'll get them out of there and they'll know. Um, so if the tattoo is in a shape of a loop, it can act as an antenna and can also increase the hot, increasingly get hotter as the ink pigments pick up that uh, heat transference from our scanner. The most serious reactions result in first and second degree burns. And in a study back in 2009 conducted in Italy, they published in their journal in public health that tattoos near the eyes are particularly concerned as the area can be very sensitive to uh, the excess heat. And the FDA's uh, cosmetics and colors warns those uh, with permanent facial tattoos such as eyeliners, eyebrows, lip tattoos to consult their doctor and MRI tech before they actually go in and have an MRI scan done. Uh, while the metallic substance poses no health risk to the person or the MRI machine, but people like who have cardiac pacemakers know that those leads, if they're looped in, can cause a burn or actually cause their pacemaker to fail or, worst case scenario, shock them when they didn't need to be shocked. Um, so if any of y'all have tattoos, make sure you let your MR tech know before you have one. If there's an emergency in the scanner room, what do techs need to do? So what happens when there is an emergency in MRI? What do you do? The first thing you always do, get your patient out of the scanner. So MRI compatible equipment for resuscitation does not exist. Always want to pull the patient out of the magnet, get them out of the room as fast as necessary. Most MRI uh, tables will undock and work as a stretcher and you can pull it straight out of the room. Some do not. Uh, in those cases, that facility should have an MRI safe stretcher that they can pull in there, move the patient to, and then bring them out. Uh, designated personnel should be responsible for maintaining access and restrictions no matter what is going on. Um, so if you've got an emergency team, a code team, a fire department team, anyone coming down, that MRI person is still required to be there and maintain safety of the unit for staff and responders. Located on the intercom at the operator's console and on the magnet housing itself is a quick stop button to stop the uh, motion of the scan table. And we recommend anyone working in the MRI familiar self with this uh, table stop button and it will uh, allow you to quickly get the patient out. If for some reason uh, you have to do an emergency uh, shutdown, there's a button here that you would hit and it would quench the magnet. This will actually cause the release of the helium to come out of the magnet and fill the room. Uh, in order for helium to go into the room, the oxygen is, is depleted. So very important to get out of there and not hit that quench button unless you absolutely have to. All right. Well, thank you so much for all your expertise and for taking the time to sit with us today, Brandy. Before we let you go, is there anything else you'd like to mention? So the last point I want to make is the magnet is always on. 
If there's anything to take away from today's episodes, it's definitely that. Thank you so much for joining us today, and thank you to everyone who listened to today's episode. Remember, you can follow us on social media for more insights like this. You can find us by looking up AHEC online on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been a CE University. Goodbye. Goodbye.